Hello, and welcome to the Monster Smash Podcast, the podcast where two innocent and naive readers dive headfirst into the monster smut genre. On today's episode, we are talking about The Death God Sacrifice by Jenny Norback, a book that proves everything we already knew about Scottish accents. They will make your panties drop. As always, we will be talking about this book in its entirety, so if you don't want spoilers, pause the podcast, go read the book, and then come back here and enjoy the chat. If you don't mind spoilers, or don't plan on reading the book, you can definitely still enjoy the podcast. I'm your host, Christine, and with me, as always, is your other host, Claire. Claire, we're back to the series. We're in the shadow market again. Yes, we are back to the Yay! good old series. Honestly, um, this is like the best series. I mean, not that we've... It's the best. It's different authors, Yes. I don't think she did as good of a job as the Merman captive author did. Yes. Because I, I really <laughs> wanted to write like a funny intro for this, but mm-hmm. the thing is that the, the book isn't that funny. It's not really funny. Uh, no. It doesn't really have many ridiculous aspects. It has a couple mm-hmm. <laughs> weird stuff happening, but it's not like completely hilarious. Uh, and it has like a really strong intro. It has really good potential. Mm-hmm. The female main character is kind of a badass. She's snarky. She's brave. The she's also god. a monster. She's also a monster. Yes, she's which like cool. she's technically a gorgon. Mm-hmm. Which is like what she's, the Medusa is. She's Medusa's sister. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um. And the death god was kind of cute, kind of charming. Um. But just like past the first twenty pages or so, I was like, eh. I did not hate it. I thought the concept was really fun. I didn't fun. hate it. Yeah. But I, I, I felt like plot. something was missing to keep the mm-hmm. to keep everything together. There was a moment where it was like the excuse for a plot really felt like an excuse for a plot like very visibly. There was mm-hmm. really no effort to keep it relevant. Well, I think it would have worked better in a longer book. Like I, I do think that this book suffers Maybe. from being short because it I was I don't know though. That that I, was my thought earlier. I was like, would it have been better if it had been longer? And I, I'm not sure. I think so. I think you could have didn't really connect the dots that well with it. Well, that's what I mean. Is I think you could have like it does. The plot does get a little convoluted later on, and I really feel like it could have been less convoluted with a little bit more space to breathe. Maybe. You know what I mean? Because I did think Maybe. it was fun and like not not poorly written. No, the no, it was it was fine in terms of writing. It mm-hmm. was the the world was interesting. The character was fine. The sex scenes were fine. They I were just, okay. You know, I didn't want to gouge my eyes out when I was reading them, which is you know more than you can say from that's a good of, sign like, scenes that we've read. But yeah, I mean, there were points where it's like, <laughs> are they really having sex right now? Mm-hmm. Like, there it, is it didn't one really particular. make sense with the character. Yeah, uh, her because she's supposed like. I mean, to start getting to the plot, she, her one of her sisters, because her sister Medusa has been killed, and one mm-hmm. of her sisters, sorry, I just got distracted by, by like a massive bug that came in through the window. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah it. it left to the other Let side it. of the house. Not my problem anymore. <laughs> I think it was a, ma- a fly. It's fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I have the attention span of like a corgi. You're fine. So the book starts basically. We she have has a, yeah, she has one sister alive. She's captive, and she yes. wants to free her. And then she keeps she keeps getting very distracted from that goal, which felt really right. Weird. So her name is St- 
Steno? I think I'm saying that right. Steno? Does that sound right to you, Claire? Because it was uh, S-T-H-E-N-O. Steno. Let's just call her Steno. Okay. And she is sort of like a, a killer for hire. Like she's an assassin uh, for hire. That's kind of how she makes her living and keeps Just think name. Selena from Throne of Glass, basically. Yes, very. And you were reading that at the time that we were reading this. So I was like, yeah. this is very like Selena. But she is like hundreds of years old because she's an immortal creature, just like Medusa. If people look in her eyes, she turns them to stone. Uh, her hair is snakes, and she's got like scales and stuff. But she uses a glamour to keep herself looking like a normal. But human. she, the author, explains away the origin of the Medusa in a way that, I mean, look, it's a it's a ridiculous pet peeve of mine. I don't. I I read a lot of Greek mythology retelling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I I read modern ones. They're not my favorite, but. And I'm not necessarily like an absolute purist in terms mm-hmm. of tell it the way that exactly was, but I, I have an issue when there's several versions of a myth and mm. people choose the one where like it, they choose the one that was re- really clearly written by men who hated women, you know? Mm. And, yeah. and the thing with the, the Medusa is that the original, and I don't even know that there's several versions to that myth. The, the, the story goes that she was a priestess at a, um, Athena, yeah, Athena temple of Athena, temple. Mm-hmm. and Zeus, Zeus or Poseidon. Poseidon. I think it was Zeus. In this one book, them, it was Poseidon. Poseidon. But... One of those two assaults her mm-hmm. and assaults her in the temple, and Athena is so offended that she turns her hair into uh, snakes, which her. is yeah, yeah, and which is absolutely fucked up. And it's kind of this whole a woman is punished for being assaulted, and in this book which I know it's a monster romance that I'm taking it too seriously, but she kind of goes, oh, no, she willingly slept with him. She willingly slept with him because she knew that there was no, like, Yeah, point. but it it bothered me that she didn't just, like, just, like, stick to the original. I don't know why yeah. it bothers me when they do that, but it's kind of like, because there's another Greek mythology book that I read recently in ARC where every time there were different versions of who did who fucked up basically Mm -hmm. um the author would go for when it was women on women doing shit stuff to other women instead of the version where it was like potentially a man doing that which felt like after a few books of that author i was like that feels like a deliberate choice right sure (laughs) and it says something that i can't really quite put my finger on but it bothers me that's a really, really small thing. It doesn't really matter. I don't know that much about Medusa, and that like I'm not super into the re- the Greek mythology retellings, and I know there's a plethora of issues with those anyway, just not being like true to the to the myths and stuff. But I don't really know much about it, except you know, obviously I recognized it when they started talking about her snake hairs and how her sight yeah. turns. I was like, oh, Medusa. Um, but anyway, so we start yeah. with Theno, and she. She's basically at this king's whatever. She brought him the stone dick and balls of the person she was supposed to assassinate. Which I, I was think really confused. I didn't think is, that, that was it. it was I think that's what it on. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah at yeah. first, you're like, what? Because it's not a head or a heart. Like you're aware of that. That the trophy is not that, but that uh, doesn't tell you. And you find out later. Yeah, she takes the, she takes the stone cock and balls and brings them back as a trophy. But anyway, so. We find out that the king has her sister, Uriel, and he's like, I need one more were three. thing from you. There were three sisters. There were three. Medusa is dead. Um, and so it's just Theno and uh, Uriel. And he's got Uriel. 
and he's like, I guess was supposed to let her go after this kill, but he's like, I have one more job for you before I let Uriel go. I need you to kill this druid who is basically the one who like sets off the start of the shadow market so this is okay so if you've been listening to our other episodes this is set in the same world as the captive mermaids merman's promise so if you remember that one it was like a witch and and a merman and they have to like bust free of this you know the big bad magician's uh spell or whatever anyway the shadow market so this takes place in the same world and this druid has to fuck somebody uh in order for the magic to work to yeah so basically he, yeah he causes uh, the the orgasm basically causes the veil between realms to fall it's very tamlin so in akatar yeah <laughs> and it opens the, the 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 passage between the the world of the dead and the living basically right and i think it, it what it seems is that there's like a bunch of different like realms and it essentially makes it possible for people to travel through realms yeah Mm-hmm. Um. So the king is like, I can't. I-, I need you to kill him before he drops the veil because I owe somebody some money, and they're gonna come for it during the shadow market if he's allowed to to do his job. You have to it- admit this is like super <laughs> such a flimsy plot. <laughs> it it is. It is. <laughs> like there was like a dash a, a, a dashboard and someone kind of like. So it is in the. <laughs> shadow market you know kind of like mm-hmm. the little what do you call them yep uh darts all right darts yeah and uh it's gonna be the veil between the dead and he wants to kill him. it's just kind of yeah it's it's pretty convoluted um and then there's like... i like the book to be to to, to be to clear be... i like the book i think it was just kind of like by the end of it i really wanted it to be over and i really mm-hmm. hate when a book gives me that feeling I get it. Especially if it started out strong. I didn't, like, love the ending. I mean, we'll get there, but... Oh, just, God, the ending it ended pissed me off. so strangely. It ended really strangely. What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to talk about Perseus. He's got this, like, sidekick, the king does, yeah. named Perseus, which is a name from Greek mythology, but I don't know much uh, enough about it. Did he... Is he actually the one who killed Medusa? Uh, I think so, but let me double check. Because in... Yeah, in Greek mythology, he's the one who, um, he's a dick, actually. Yeah, he's a dick in this, too, but. Well, actually, at the end, we realize that he's. There's he's a change, the yes. Was, which was kind of, you know, one of those changes that gives you whiplash, because, like. Right. You're like, what? How convenient. But, but again, there's no space in a book, in a book this short to do, like, foreshadowing yeah. and everything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just, it feels like some, because the mermaid, merman captives, the captive merman's promise Mm -hmm. manages to do that well in a very short amount of time. So because I, because we've read books where it's been possible, it gives me less patience when someone can do it. (laughs) True. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Basically they're saying, hey, uh, kill the druid and... Or else we're gonna like use your sister U- Uriel uh, mm-hmm. as target practice. She's a really yeah. They're they're not very nice. Uh, so she doesn't really have a choice. I, I did write down a not quote. Very here. nice. <laughs> not very nice. Uh, <laughs> I did write down a quote here about our death god, which I do have to say, I thought I was going crazy uh, until well after half 
the book ended because I I was like, what is this Death God's name? Like, I why can't I remember his name? Why is it nowhere? Um, and it's because you don't know his name until well past yeah, half the, the book end. is over. But I was like, I can't remember this guy's name. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So we'll just call him the Druid for now. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It's just, you know, that's the problem. It's one of those books where like, you know, I, I just finished, it, finished it. I can't remember everything. Like, I finished it 20 minutes ago, so. <laughs> It's fresh on my mind. But uh, essentially, he was created. That was really unclear, but he was created by the fairy stag queen. It's a he curse. He serves her. Yeah, it's a curse by her. Yeah. And so basically, as, as the quote goes, an act of aggression against him could be seen as an affront to the fairy stag queen because mm-hmm. he serves her. Um, and, and yeah, and it's, it's, it's kind of, it feels like such a stupid plan because killing him to avoid someone else, you know, coming from another, like it's a, it's a quick fix to a problem that is not going to be resolved. Mm -hmm. So it really feels like a stupid idea. Well, yeah. I mean, the king is an idiot. Like why, why do you think that this is what you should be doing? But like, like, she doesn't have a choice. If you're you're Stina, you would know this. Like he's gonna fuck you over. He's supposed to have given your sister back already. Like start, start thinking like rescue plan. Yeah. Like I wrote down this quit, this, uh, this quit, this quote. So for context, she can like taste emotions with her snakes. I, I, her snakes can like taste people's emotions or whatever it's weird but i wrote down this quote i knew uriel was safe for now held in a secret location picked by perseus i'd made them both swear it and their words tasted true but for how long i was like he's not a man of his word he said he was gonna give you your sister after you killed the last one and he just straight up didn't so like i wouldn't trust him why would you, didn't trust you him? smell the the lie when he told you i'm giving the her last to time right like i don't i don't know if he's gonna do it but so she decides she doesn't have anything uh really to lose well that's the thing right she's a badass but she doesn't really have she's she goes from being very smart to being incredibly short-sighted yeah yeah all all across the all during the, the during the book um I'm tired. Sorry. <laughs> I'm always tired when we record episodes. <laughs> I feel I'm so sorry. It's all right. <laughs> but so- yeah, so basically they every year you have a bunch of women that like give packages or something to, to the death god and then a, a big priest who's like a really sick bastard and yep. kind of like a... Apparently he's like, people think of him, he has a reputation for being a sex god and whoever gets yeah. chosen... Um, leaves there like claiming they had a they religious, had a religious experience, experience, basically. So, uh, people like Actually, really line up. Would you do for it? it? Would you do it? Yeah. Would you line up for the? the Why sex? not? It sounds so creepy. Why? If he's I a don't sex know. god, would you really trust that like those people hadn't been drugged and had completely fake memories? I mean, if I lived in this world, I would. You know, getting a vibrator is a cheaper and easier and less risky way of having an orgasm. You know the reason why I wouldn't do this is because I'm too lazy. Like, there's no (laughs) chance I would get dressed up and go to a place. (laughs) Not because I wouldn't want to sleep with the sex god, but because um, there's no way I'm going out on Halloween night just, like, hanging out, waiting to to get chosen in the woods. Yeah, because they basically tell... 
Steno, Steno, am I saying it right? Steno. Steno. They tell Medusa 2.0. They they make her dress up as like a sexy, what is it? A sexy nurse? No, a sexy temple. uh, I thought it was like sexy nurse, but it's like sexy Sexy priestess. priestess. Sexy priestess. Okay. Uh, And basically she has like, she keeps all all across, all all throughout the book sorry they keep talking she keeps saying how her pussy accidentally gets basically out yeah yeah (laughs) which Um, like a lot of these costumes people wear are very skimpy but like most of them do cover your vagina (laughs) but the plan is basically we're gonna try to have you get chosen and that way you can kill him and and that plan obviously fails because someone else is selected. Plan B is that you hide in the cave, and then when he comes out, you kill him. Yeah. And there's so it's many like... things that can go wrong with it, and she keeps pointing them out, but she 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 still goes into it because like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess she knows she has plot armor. I guess so. I did write down. I don't really know where this came. Oh, I did. I wrote down this one quote. I opened my hand because she just like randomly kills a guy on her way to the forest. It's not important. But she says, I opened my hand to release him. But at the very second I looked down, his eyes flicked up to mine and it was over. By the time he fell to the ground, he'd been petrified, turned to smooth stone, hatred and fear uh, marking his edges. And I wrote in all caps, she is Medusa. And then I wrote this quote, like one quote later. You like that, wouldn't you? He lowered his blade. Unfortunately, our little blood feud needs to wait. If I kill you before you've completed your task for the king, there'll be hell to pay. If you fail, though, he's ordered me to mount your head on a pike right next to Medusa's. And I just wrote no capitals. Not Medusa! (laughs) (laughs) It took me forever to be like, wait, she's a monster? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, there's a quote as well around that part where she's like, I might have removed my blaze, but nudity could be a weapon if you're willing to wield it. That seems like a terrible life lesson, just FYI. <laughs> I think we took different things from that because I also wrote down that quote and then I just wrote, Amen, sis, next to it. Hey, look, I don't care what you do with your body, but it feels like, you know, you don't need to be that cynical about it. <laughs> you know, just use your body. Hey, ma'am. I mean, you know, don't feel like that's the only thing you have you can do. Here's a quote about the costume. They said to put you in a mortal Halloween costume. I pulled my boots back on. Now What's wearing... an immortal Halloween costume? In a mortal Halloween costume. So just like basically us, like it's Halloween here. Yeah. I pulled my boots back on, now wearing two white strips of fabric that barely held my breasts and joined with what I assumed was supposed to be a skirt, but was short enough to let the bottom of my ass cheeks peek out. And you picked a slutty Greek goddess. You're so clever. Just hurry up or we'll miss the offering. Like, what? Your ass cheeks are coming out? I mean, it's it's fine if it's, like, jean shorts, because at least, at least your vagina's tucked away. It was a skirt! Away. <laughs> I kept the things that I kept picturing it as a sexy mummy. Instead yeah, of it did. Because it's like two like strips. So I was like, okay, did she come out of like a, <laughs> a mummy's temple? I also stupidly, like, I picked this book and did not realize that it was in the same series as The Captive Merman. And there comes a point where she's talking about the shadow market in Scotland. And I was like, this is You really didn't realize it until then? 
No, I truly didn't. I realized that the moment I saw the cover. I know. Spoiler alert. Okay. I picked another book for this week and it just turned out that the book is unavailable for a little while while it like switches um, publishers. So you had to choose another one. And I kind of picked this one real quick, just based on like the kind of monster that it was and the length or whatever. And uh, yeah, I just didn't even think about it until I got to that part. And I was like, the shadow market, Scotland. Good lord, woman. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I did write down a quote that I thought was cool, and I wrote that I felt like you were going to like it. So I'll read it to you. Mm-hmm. Ostara and Sir Nunos, life and death, had maintained a balance here for generations. But a few hundred years ago, they'd vanished, leaving only echoes of their power. Usually, another would have ascended to their role, but the Fae hadn't seen fit to replace them, and they were the only ones with the power to do so. Perhaps they simply didn't have a place in this modern world, where the old festivals had been distorted into consumerist holidays stripped of all meaning, or perhaps the humans had forgotten that they were celebrating because their gods had abandoned them. I just felt like that was a line you were going to like. It's cool. Mm -hmm. However, the old, you know... The old line about how bad capitalism is and how we have parties and we forgot what they actually initially meant. It's like, is this psych 101 in college when you think you have fresh new ideas about society and stuff? <laughs> oh, you are cynical today, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every now and then. That's um, all right. No, look, look, look. I understand what it means. It's just, I. I don't find that it's, like, a super original take. Mm, Um, I I think a lot of people, when they have old gods and stuff like that mixed with modern uh, a modern story in in, in books and stuff, always feel the need to have that take. Mm. And and it's like, it's true, but, you know, it's kind of like someone complaining about Christmas by saying, it's such a consumer. Yeah, it's true, but it's not... it's it's true, but like let's get over it. You know? Yeah, whatever. Move on. We don't, we don't necessarily want to be back to the times where we worshipped um, right. those gods because those weren't great times. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For we sure. idolized the past, but um, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was no, no. But it was it was it was a decent line. It's just kind of I I think the the whole part about like oh we forgot why we celebrate it, um, kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Felt like something Cole Sprouse would be saying on the podcast while smoking a cigarette <laughs> inside. Oh, so pretentious. Right? Uh, like, you, like you think you ate, but <laughs> nobody smokes yeah. inside anymore, dude. Uh <laughs> so they go to this like ceremony, right? Perseus is with her yeah. to like make sure she does it or whatever. It's basically a bonfire in the middle of the market. Yeah, and the priests don't choose her. Surprise, surprise. Like, why, you know, why would they? Whatever. So they take off to go to the cave. And she's basically with like, this poor kind of virginal girl who's immediately terrified and so... made, it, made it so creepy. <laughs> there was like uh Amanda. Yeah, Amanda. There was like this weird part where basically she sees that they don't choose her package so she just takes off and Percy's is like where are you going and she's like I saw that it's not me so let's get a head start but then they just wait at the cave entrance and watch them go in with Amanda and like what was the point of having a head start to the cave if you weren't gonna like go in and hide before 
Like, why? Why rush there? There's no point. See, this is this this is one of those things that kind of bugged me when I was reading. That me kept too? kind of it, it kept pulling me out of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, was one of the ones where I was like, that she, make sense. she jokes because basically those two girls before everyone someone gets selected there's like one drunk girl and then mm, there's amanda and, and like the drunk girl's like oh i'm putting amanda up for this because she's never had an orgasm it's like first yes. of all you're a bitch of a friend cause yeah <laughs> how like you're gonna pressure your friend probably in confidence told you i've never had an orgasm and you're gonna pressure her into a legitimately kind of scary situation where you don't know if she's gonna be okay and you're like woo. yeah you could just also dick teach her how to use a vibrator yeah <laughs> like... um and and basically steno stena senos says steno. uh what are they doing i asked my unwanted new friend and i really resonated with <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah you know it's like people you meet is like you know especially in the first We're years talking, of college someone sits next to you they start talking to you and then all of a sudden they consider that they're your friends and it's like oh jesus christ mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna spend one semester trying to shake you off oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i'm gonna do whatever i can to get rid of you <laughs> not in a bad way i'm I'm saying like those aren't usually like the shy people who are trying to attach themselves to you it's usually a girl who's like sitting next to you and starts like this girl does like telling you absolute horrible things about other people and yep. being an absolute bitch and you're like jesus fucking christ how do i get rid of you yep so unwanted new friends unwanted new friends totally understand uh so basically they go in and they're based they're the um the priests are strapping amanda to this like altar kind of thing they're she starts whispering nervous questions about like what's gonna happen am i gonna be okay and everyone ignores her Mm -hmm. it's really scary and i hope she'll never be friends with like the other chick the other again before. yeah i hope she comes out of this story being like but she i is... think we need to go separate ways but she is like into it because seno pops out and she's like i'm not letting you do this like this poor girl it, it, no and the girl's like i chose this i want this i want to do this but she unstrapped that's her. the thing you can't have someone who's both you can't have a character who's both who's both ugh, really terrified Mm-hmm. And kind of starts off the protective instinct of the main character. And immediately turns into someone who's like, no, no, I want this. Like, there's a middle ground that you can achieve that doesn't feel like you have two different characters in front of you. Yes. Amanda is just a plot device. Like, she just does whatever the story needs her yeah. to do in that point in time. But Steno's intervention, because he's like, I'm going to save this girl. I don't want her to be in this situation. Uh, kind of puts Amanda in a worse situation. Yes, because, because the, the priests are old, like decrepit priest is like, okay, I'll keep her. We'll have her tonight. And uh she can't do anything about it because Perseus straps her to the And we never instead. actually know if he did we know if he touched her? The priest? Does he have yeah, or does I, he not? I get do to? not believe so. I think he was going to, but he had Yeah, but it's yet. kind of convenient because basically he was like two days before doing anything to her, which is enough time for Senos to get out and go and free her. Yes, I agree. Um, they made it seem like, the book made it seem like nothing had happened to her, but enough time had passed that you feel like something had definitely had to have. Like, they just grabbed her and then they, they just have her in this house for, like, two days? Like, what? It doesn't make any sense. 
so she so Perseus shackles I have a quote here I'll read it Perseus shackled my ankles at the corners of the table I'd worry more about your own problems these restraints are spelled to only unlock when the veil drops but if he dies the magic will fail and you'll be able to get out you better hope it's the later and this is one where I wrote like I'm I'm glad that this book has plot because nothing happened in last week's book and i still fucking hate that book if if you guys listen to last week's episode still the worst um but this is convoluted like i'm glad it has plot but it's getting convoluted at this point you know yeah like, it's, it's really really quickly yes but i did like this next part because perseus sorry i did just in my chair perseus um turns on her and the king and is like Hey, sorry, I actually did, I need you to make sure that that veil gets lift. So he, like, blows some powder in her face, and it turns out it's horny powder. He uses horny powder on her. It's an aphrodisiac that works, like, really, really fast, I guess. I don't, I don't know, but it makes her super horny. It's so he's a like, scary one, because it's kind it of, is. like... If it makes you, you uncontrollably horny. Right. Yeah, like, you'll beg. You'll be upset and angry and in pain if mm-hmm. someone doesn't touch you. Right. Like, if you don't have sex or you don't orgasm or whatever, like, it, it, it'll it, be physically painful for you. It's really, like, wild. So she doesn't know at this point why Perseus has done that because he's serving that king. So why would he want that? But she is trapped uh, on this altar with the uh, chains there magically. And now she's super, super horny. And um, as she has said before, her vagina is, like, out, basically. (laughs) Yeah. I did write down this quote. Who wouldn't want to be provocatively strapped to an (laughs) altar as a sex present for the half-mad dark druid? I I had that one pulled out (laughs) just as you start reading it. I mean, honestly, tie me up. Where would you touch me first? Where the fuck did that thought come from? (laughs) I mean, uh, look, you know, it's that part. I was like, yeah, I kind of get it, you know. I also like it would I have don't... been better if it wasn't just after some poor virginal girl had been taken away by true. a pervert old priest, creeping priest. Yes, true. But like, I was like, all right, she's super horny. She's tied up. Like, I don't, I don't mind this. <laughs> it's not bad. But so he and... enters the room. Yeah, and everyone else leaves, and you have the yes. death god here. The death god comes in the room. The druid, like still don't really, have a name. There's an interesting quote, because he has an accent. Obviously, he has a Scottish yes. accent. And she was like, if his song could do that to an R, what else was it capable of? I wrote that one down, too, and I just wrote, what that tongue do? <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's just because someone can roll their R's doesn't necessarily mean that they know what to do with their tongue. Listen, I lost my virginity to a British guy, and I blame it on the accent. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm. <don't> know that. <laughs> I've never told you that. He was like ten years older than me, too. Whatever. Anyway, we don't have to get into that. I'm just saying I understand the accent thing. I did not like because it's it's written phonetically, so it's like instead of not, it'll say nay, n a e, um, ye. It, it's yeah. just it, it's I not they claim you by force yes yeah, yeah 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 it's written phonetically which i didn't like you could just say he's a scottish uh, accent yeah. and then i could picture it in my head you know what i mean i, yeah. I never liked it that. just i never like it felt like it, it kind of felt like a lazy way of reproducing the jamie fraser 
right uh magic from outlander which wasn't like it's look it's a really cool accent but when you it's write it accent. down like that it, when you have like a whole scene of dialogue and you keep having that phonetically written mm-hmm. it gets really annoying really i don't fast. like it yeah i never like it. i've never liked it in a book it's not like a personal thing against this book it doesn't work like writing phonetic dialogue like that never it never works now i have this other quote from the scene when he first came in because it did make me laugh he was the earthy fragrance of the woods after the rain with powerful gusts of sea air mixed in <laughs> just wrote ah yes dirt and seaweed <laughs> The sexiest mm, of the smells. Sexy. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I understand the smell of like the forest ground yes. after ground after it rains is one of the best smells rains, on like, earth. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Um, so he actually is really mad um, when he sees yeah. her there because he's like, "I've told them I'm not going. I I don't want unwilling." sacrifices like i'm not gonna someone do this. complaining to hr yeah, <laughs> i complained yeah. before i have I told will not rape someone i am not taking somebody by force um because <laughs> like i want to i want to know how those previous discussions have gone <laughs> i know right <laughs> what the hell yeah but she's obviously like she's under the aphrodisiac spell but he knows it so he's like but no he's it also- doesn't count like it's it doesn't count it doesn't count but he says i i'm not gonna do the accent i'm very sorry no I'm don't not, do it I do not do i cannot do this you, you did it really well when you just did it a minute ago Look, my, my boyfriend is british i yes. think he's told me before my scottish accent is, does not pass well to an american ear it does <laughs> um he's like i can't scent your need and my beast cannot resist its pull why are you calling your dick? <laughs> it's not his dick. He's not talking about his dick. Isn't he? No, he has like a, a beast. more beastly form. You remember when it, uh, show- it shows up later in the book? I don't know. Like, I, I thought he was talking about his dick and I felt it was I, really weird. I love that you thought that was his dick. I mean, it does make Honestly, it a lot funnier. Honestly, considering the kind that. of books that we read, how can you blame <laughs> me for thinking that was his dick? <laughs> no, I think it's, it's really funny. I love it. I want to I want to move forward with your version of, of events. Let's imagine he's talking about his dick. <laughs> she does say at one point, and this is where I related to her, his Scottish brogue was its own form of edging. Mm. Amen. I don't know, it depends on the Scottish Amen. accent though, cuz I I was I once like had a fling, I guess, with a Scottish dude who had like a very strong accent, and mm-hmm. I mean strong enough that the it's first hard to week understand that sometimes. we knew each other, I yeah. nodded along a lot of the times, hoping that he wasn't asking me a question. <laughs> yep, yep, that is which a probably led to him accent. thinking I was an idiot for the, most of this week because I think he was asking me a lot of questions about myself, and I was like, uh huh. <laughs> Like, you know, people, people, Scottish people don't sound like Jamie Fraser. Jamie Fraser would not have sounded like Jamie Fraser. Um, no, no. I mean, it's not a real accent, but whatever. Yeah. I did like, so I did like Seno. She's just kind of abusive through the whole thing, which I thought was fun. Like this quote, a, wa- a wave of need stronger than any I'd felt yet rolled through my body, leaving searing agony in its wake. It hurts. Make it stop, you son of a bitch. She just yells at him all the time, which is really fun. And then he says, 
I lass, I can see where you get that reputation. One look at you and I was rock hard. <laughs> and I wrote Jamie Fraser, <laughs> monster version. <laughs> such a bad line. That really? Such a bad line. <laughs> so, okay. But so he We should talk about what he looks like most of the time. So most yeah. of the time, he looks basically like a man. He has yeah. a big, like, full set of antlers coming out of his head. He has pointed ears like a like a fairy, like a fae. But otherwise, he's pretty much human. He looks pretty human most of the time. He can shift his form into a more bestial form. Yeah. But most of the time, that's just sort of, you know, it's it's kind of human with antlers. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he does have a tail, um, which, you know, I hate the tail stuff. I don't mind it so much in this, but it was, the tail was kind of stupid. <laughs> like, it really was. I Here's a quote. A tail curved behind him, the kind I'd only ever seen on fey creatures before, hairless with bulbous knots along its thick edge. And it I looks, just wrote, gross. his tail is made of anal beads. <laughs> it is, though. <laughs> tell, tell me this is right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I can't believe it didn't cross Also, it produces lube, which is it's so convenient. I will say, though, and I wrote this later on because he's very good about, like, using lube, even though it comes from his tail and it's super fucking weird. But I was like, yes, normalize using lube. Let's, like, let's normalize it being, like, more pleasant that way. Please. Yeah. <clears throat> it actually reminds me of I watched a commentary on like a hyper Christian couple uh, on YouTube the other day. You know, one of those. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. Kiss or hold hands before. Oh, I know. And the guy was saying like, "Oh yeah, we use lube every single time we have sex, right?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, no, I don't know." He was like, "Yeah, no, no, every single time we have sex, we use lube." For some reason, like, like alarm bells in my head because here's you have to use it every single time unless there's like. condition or there's something like i think it's way more um i for a long time when i first became sexually active thought that there was something wrong with me because Mm. i i do not like produce natural lubricant like at all and i i know a couple of people too i think it's more common than we like than we tend to think of i i in this in that circumstance i felt like it was probably the way he is the way he is with her kind of fell off so i was like yeah sure 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 because he he said stuff like oh i mean if i orgasm we orgasmed yeah it's weird she probably Um, has not orgasmed once (laughs) oh yeah totally I, i i get it and it's like yeah but i'm just saying like generally speaking there is nothing wrong with it yeah no no not that i that I thought there was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, they start, I don't know, doing stuff to each other. And as he's inside of her, she looks at him. He looks at her in the eyes. Yeah, he and... like eats her out first. He gives her yeah. an orgasm so that the aphrodisiac stuff will like fade. Yeah. So it's not so bad. But then, yes, she gets released from the chains because that's. That's the point, is, like, she had an orgasm, that's the magic that was needed. Yeah. To lift the veil. Good lord. And then, yeah, she, they, like, kind of fight, but also kind of fuck? So, I'm trying to remember exactly how they got 
into this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, she just ends up impaled by him on top of him. He looks into her eyes and then he's like, what the fuck are you? Because his feet start turning into stone. Yes. And before she can like get off his dick and leave, he kind of wraps her with his tail. Yep. And and he basically traps her and his dick turns into stone while it's inside of her. Yep. So, yeah, he wraps his tail around her to keep her from being able to move while and he is stone. Her yes. Ankles as well. It's kind of weird. Something like that. I don't know. I don't so, understand how he grabbed her ankles, but The mechanics of the of the like tail and the snakes was weird because she can like the snakes on her head, she can make them like grow as long as she needs them to be or like shorten up. And he can do the same thing with his tail. Like his tail can can become like infinitely long or just like a little short, which was like again, it's but just very thing, it felt like she kept the story kept having very quick fixes of like well this doesn't work so i'm gonna give this quick fix and in a short book that's fine but when you start piling them up mm-hmm. like maybe you should have just like modified the story <laughs> establish yeah, the lore a little sure. bit in the first few pages so sure make sure yeah um but i mean so far i liked it right the character he's he's a good he's a good protagonist in that he's he's never an asshole no, he's he's very like kind to her. He, and yeah. she's not kind to him. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the 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 author doesn't rely on making him morally gray to to make him. She doesn't right. need to do that to make him interesting. No, sh- because Senna was the morally gray one. Really, which I mean, I like morally gray mm-hmm. characters. Me too. Um, but I think it's when someone manages to make a character really likable without making him morally gray. I'm like, oh, good, good on you, because that's that's kind of hard right nowadays like if you don't have someone who's morally gray people kind of lose interest yeah i mean it's more fun like it's more fun than somebody who's just good to have somebody who's nuanced you know i don't know i like having golden retriever characters Do i like you? when someone is like genuinely nice genuinely yeah. kind i mean i like genuinely nice and kind people in real life but in my books i want i want them to be I don't mind either way. I want my book just... to be a little iffy. I yeah, I don't mind if they're not iffy. I you know obviously I I don't think nice is boring in characters. Mm. I think you can have someone who's really genuinely kind. I think it can work. Have someone attractive. It's just I don't that, you know. I get that not a lot of people are into it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely I think it can work, but I've also read books where they have just annoyed me. Like those characters have just been so annoying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it can no, work for sure. But basically, she has to stay like that because she thinks he's dead. Usually, people right? Don't she's come like, back I killed him, mm-hmm. and she's stuck with his stone dick in her self. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's kind of awkward. And I think she keeps having orgasms as well. I don't know if she keeps having orgasms, but she can't get off. Like she's trying to like wiggle herself <laughs> off of his stone dick, which doesn't feel like it would make a very good dildo. Uh, oh God, it just seems really so hard, painful. right? Just like straight up stone. Like I think they're supposed to have a little give, give to like, them. Like, is you it know? smooth stone or is it like stone stone? Because like most stone isn't smooth, so that would hurt. I think it's probably smooth because it's like it's still the shape of him. You know, it's just turned hard, <laughs> like actually hard. <laughs> Good on him for being like, you know what? Fuck you. 
you're turning me into stone i'm keeping you trapped because it doesn't it doesn't turn him to stone all at once like it's kind of more progressive it went slowly kind of up from his feet yeah exactly she 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 rides him she sits on his face for uh, in for a little while which was good i guess i'm i enjoyed it she basically makes him she's like nah can you do this he and I think she almost like suffocates him. <laughs> I wrote down this quote. He mumbled, "That's the second time you've nearly killed me." But what a way to die! There's uh, a song as well like this. What a hell of a way to die! What a hell of a way to die! And then this is where we learn. So I think we maybe got. A, I don't know. She says, "I claim a particular trophy from some of my kills, and yours." I stroked a little harder. Would be a magnificent addition to my collection. That's where we learn she takes the dicks as trophies. I just, I I'm, mean, you know, maybe collect something else. I hear yeah. stamps are a nice collecting item. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not the best way. You know, it kind of reminds but... me of um, in Fleabag. I don't know if anyone's seen it. If you haven't, go see it because it's actually a fucking great show. Um, I haven't but... seen it, but I've heard great things about it. Basically, the main character's stepmother does like some really erotic um, art and sculpture and stuff like that. Like she paints something. As yeah, she has an orgasm, and at some point, she has a wall of dicks, basically that she sculpted, oh. and she tells the girl, "Can you recognize which one is your dad?" <gasps> Uh, which no. she does because it's the only very floppy, old, wrinkly dick, and she's like, "This one." She's like, oh, "Yeah." Uh, it's a, it's. A, I'm not doing that scene justice, but it, there's like a whole wall of dicks, and the the main character has her date with her, and he he just looks at the wall. And he's like, "Is it normal that my mouth is watering?" <laughs> um, I wonder if Senos does that with the dicks. She is. She's like, she might. I don't know. Because, like, what do you do with them? You know, do you just keep them in a bag? Do I you think just they're put just... them on your shelves? Do I think you, you would them display in the them. Pile of dicks? No, I think you display them. They're trophies. You put them on shelves. I mean, if that's, I mean, in this situation, like, if you just had a bunch of dildos, I think you'd probably put them away somewhere. But, like, if you're I, taking... I visited a, a village in Ethiopia uh, a very, very long time ago that um, basically they had a museum. And decades centuries ago the tribe that lived there when they would kill an enemy they would cut off their penis and wear it uh on their forehead like as a necklace until it like disintegrated yeah yeah and it's kind of like a way of saying i took your manhood to which i immediately thought wow their wives must have really fucking hated like i would want to be married to the guy who can't kill anything yeah that's gross Ew, I don't like that. Yeah, Mm-mm. at least hers, you know, Senos turned into stone, so. Yeah. Yes. So she's trapped on the uh, Druid's dick, and then I honestly forgot what this, the context for this was, but I wrote this quote down. I was powerless, but it was liberating. I didn't have to think or move. I could simply let him wring this euphoria from me. And I just really appreciated that because I also like sex lazy. Uh, I I also like to not be doing the work. Uh, so I appreciated that. I don't know what the context was. So they have a lot of sex in the in the cave, and it's all kind of jumbled up in my head. Like 
because well, she does, does they she have turns her, them to stone. She tries she tries to leave. She escapes at some point before they start having sex for like two days. Mm-hmm. Let me just like sum it up very quickly. She tries to she tries to run away. She finds Perseus, who's like I don't know what Perseus fucking wants, but they realize the druid isn't dead, and Perseus is like, I thought you killed him. And then she wants to attack Perseus, and the druid kind of appears and teleports them both into the cave. Mm-hmm. Something. I mean, it's it's not that we don't remember the plot, just that the plot is like really weirdly convoluted. It's convoluted so it's yeah. Kind of. It's so illogical that sometimes you're like, wait, no, am I remembering it right? This part is just jumbled in my head. Like, I'm like, I what happened and, first? Well, basically, he tells Perseus, he, he makes him ring, swear yes. like a... Yeah, Perseus wants the ring because it's a ring that allows you to go into the, the death world. Right. We don't know yet, but there's a reason why. And the druid is like, okay, keep her alive for two more days, and I'll Your give you sister. the ring. And I don't mm-hmm. really remember why he even promises that. I think it was just for plot purposes of, like, we need them to have sex for a couple more days, so... I think he just wants to have sex with her for a couple days until the shadow market is done. Yeah, that's it. And so he's like... But it's it's she, she very easily goes like, oh yeah, fuck my sister. She does like pretty quick, but also so it's like a it's a magical oath. So if you take an oath while the shadow market is going on, like you can't break it. So it's like he he will deliver her unharmed in two days because he has to. Like there's no way to break that, or no way really to break it. But yeah, so that's basically how he gets her to like. All right. Come back to the cave because there's nothing you can do about it but have sex with me for the next two days and then your sister will show up and she'll be fine. And, and, she's and basically, obviously... Stenos is kind of... She really wants to kill Perseus and then the druid yes. really wants to kill Perseus. Everyone wants to kill Perseus. And then He's there's an a quote. Uh, the druid's scent was still laden with desire. If anything, it was thicker with it now. The earthy, rich flavor of his lust had in no way diminished at the sight of my enraged cruelty. And I wrote, cool, you guys are, are psychopaths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, okay, right you're into each other. each other threatening violence to other people. That's right. I mean, good for you guys, you know. <laughs> it's nice when people find each other. Yep. She does say at one point, so I have a lot of quotes about like kind of what happened before that night, because that night is when the plot kind of turns. But, um, yeah. So, but I'm not yeah. sure what context these quotes are in, but I'm going to read them anyway. Look, you were very impressive. I patted his chest. The orgasms were top notch, but at this point, you're a loose end, and loose ends are messy. I don't do loose ends. She's basically like, thanks for the orgasms, but I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> like, for real. And then he's like, listen, uh, just relax. You got two days, and he'll be here with your sister. I don't know what the fuck your problem is. Oh, yeah, because Perseus basically is going to kill the king, is going to stage a coup. So she doesn't have to worry about the king. Right. uh, The whole point. Perseus just wants the ring, and then she'll get her sister. Like, that that resolves it pretty quickly. So she doesn't really need to kill the druid anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. No, she doesn't. She just is kind of like, I can't leave him alive, because at this point, like, he knows too much about me or whatever. Oof, I guess. Such a, I don't know. Shit <laughs> <laughs> he he does this thing that I always find kind of it's it's the Edward Cullen. We're mm. gonna call it the Edward Cullen phenomenon. 
because he reached he reaches for his antlers and he's like i'm a monster no oh, yeah and it's kind of like edward cullen going into the sun and shining like diamonds i mean we talked about it the last episode right mm-hmm. he's like how can you find me attractive i'm a monster and it's like dude your chest is like you're a beautiful human shiny, being like and you just diamonds. shine in the sun like it's not that not that big um and it's the same with the the druid like okay you have antlers but <laughs> you're still a oh beautiful God, a monster yeah, like you're a sex man. god right. you're a sex god you're known as a sex god and like oh my god people are gonna find my antlers horrible i think they're gonna find your tail horrible if they're yeah. gonna find anything horrible but like if anything about antlers, you is really horrible it's your butt plague tail but yes i <laughs> she she immediately goes please you have fancy headwear hardly qualifies you as a monster it's like yeah <laughs> appreciate that you just have antlers that's literally it so they he's basically like listen let's eat some food let's take a bath and then you know we'll go yeah, back apparently his sacrificial cave has a kitchen and a bedroom he's and... got like a full modern home underneath the ground <laughs> uh god that was just i was like this is part two where i was like how long is this fucking tail so they're in the bathtub and she says i reached down to grab his head and make him stay where i wanted him but his tail shot out of the water and wrapped around my wrists binding my arms above my head because he's eating her out under the water uh and i was like what the fuck with this tail (laughs) the tail is too long In that same scene, she says, Dear Goddess, his tail was a fucking sex toy, like large oblong knots on a rope he could maneuver independently that started small at the tip and got larger. They were firm, but slightly rubbery. (laughs) And the one at the tip secreted some slippery substance that made it slide in and out of me more easily. And I just wrote, His tail is a whole ass dick. (laughs) And it's been dragging on the floor. Again, yes. Maybe it hasn't been. Maybe it's like floating in the air like Mewtwo. Well, the only thing I can Pokemon. think is that he probably shortened. I mean, if it if it can go like be as long as it needs to be and then shorten up, like he, I wouldn't have it so long that it was dragging on the floor. Go? But either way, I don't like tails. Where does it go when it shortens? <laughs> We've done up into Where his the rest of up into his butt. Oh. <laughs> is that what you're getting at? No, <laughs> just like if he can shorten it, where does it go inside his body? That freaks me out. I don't think it goes anywhere. I think it's just magic. It just like ceases okay. to exist. Okay. <laughs> so, I, you so know, basically, there's a, in there's that a scene, point where there's too much, you know, when you have a book, it's like, why does this happen? I don't know. It's magic. Like, there's a point where you're using it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, well, I mean, that's it is what Anything it is. that is a plot hole in this book is explained away by, like, oh, it's magic. His dick was... Not his dick. His dick actually was very normal. His tail was so fucking weird because it also vibrates like a sex toy. Like, he... He... He puts the anal beads in her in her ass, but then he also has some of those bulbs, like, vibrating on her clit. So, here's the quote. He kept the bulbs in my ass in place, but made a bend where his tail rested against my pussy, pushing another bulb inside me there. I had three in my ass, one in my pussy, and one flicking and rolling against the top of my slit. Like, I thought this Don't scene- Don't call it a slit, first of all. No, 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 no. I thought this scene was, like, relatively hot, but, like, this description is so bizarre. I liked, I liked, I found it kind of hot that he could keep her legs open with his antlers. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, that's handy. I mean, it's pretty handy. Yeah, exactly. 
and then he he like feeds her he he makes her grilled cheese and then he he puts her to bed basically and they like kind of just sleep next to each other it's pretty it's pretty nice before that though yeah when she's talking about you know the sex mm-hmm. um i slid a fingertip between my labia parting myself to circle this like moisture there i i commend the use of labia instead of mm. folds he folds. does use folds afterwards but that was a moment where it was like you know what labia is better than folds good job using labia thank you yeah. i don't because i think the thing is that authors are looking for a sexier way to say labia but folds isn't it yeah if you're an author and you're listening to this, folds is not the word you're looking for. You're gonna I've have to find something else. I've never talked to someone who finds folds to be okay. never, never. At, at best, even people who I know read like way more raunchy stuff. Yes, at best it's neutral, and someone doesn't like care either way. But I've never had someone who thinks like that is a good way to say it. I understand the the visual that you're going for, but yeah. it makes me feel like a thousand layered cake. <laughs> it's like sliding in between the folds. Like, no, shut up. You mean you're not <laughs> a thousand layered cake? I'm an onion. <laughs> oh, you're Shrek. Start, okay. If, if you start peeling my layers, you're going to start crying. <laughs> There's nothing good inside. <laughs> Don't get to know me. <laughs> But at some point... Oh, he does say, like, that he doesn't likes... doesn't want to... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, he does, like, that night, like, basically when he feeds her and, and they take a bath and then go to bed, he says, like, that he really likes taking care, care of her. He says, I find I like doing that quite a bit when you let me. And But, like, he's only known her for, like, two hours, right? Like, it's because it's the first woman who treats him like shit. So he's, well, he's I think it's it. the first woman that he is like equal with yeah true. you know yeah like, they're actually both monsters it's the first book that we right where everyone's a monster they're both cursed they're both like yeah pretty much and then he says Ugh, and I, I i will this is convenient he talks about how he can shield his eyes from the spells and curses uh that he's encountered before so this is the quote i can shield and my he eyes. didn't do it in time Yes, I can shield my eyes from spells and curses I've encountered before, but I was too distracted by the aphrodisiac the first time to unravel and feel the curse. Once you did it again, I got it. Convenient. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but they didn't didn't need to find a way to be together. Because, like, she can't just be constantly turning him to stone, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, but... It, it felt like most of most of the plot was holding on by like a very thin thread of mm-hmm. convenience. Y- yes, yes, there was a lot of convenience in this. Um, um, and then, but basically, during the dinner scene before they go to bed, mm-hmm. uh, they he kind of only answers questions in response to a sexual act, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can eat you out, I'll answer that question. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really the, the weirdest excuse for a sexy never. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah. have one answer for a sexual act. What the fuck? I do. <laughs> Why? Listen, like, I'm... Have sex. If you want to have sex, have sex. I'm not know. opposed to trading sexual favors for, like, chores. Like, I'm not going to say that I haven't traded a blowjob for... <laughs> 
a chore before i'm just saying i'm not opposed to it okay i don't know maybe i'm opposed to it because that would never work with my boyfriend <laughs> you just it, look at me like it no. works it works with my husband <laughs> um there's one other quote don't from tell me this that part. about your husband i've met him like now i'll see him and i'll be like okay. we talk about sex like all the time claire <laughs> i know but i've met him like i can you know I can i've met your boyfriend uh, yeah, but I haven't told you that many sexual stuff about it. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's one more quote from this part before we kind of get, I don't know, the book kind of almost like splits in half and then it sort of changes after this point. But um, if you're hoping to coax a soft, soft, sympathetic Steno out, then you'll be sorely disappointed. She was my first kill and I won't apologize for it. And then he says, I have no need to quell your fire, alas. Burn brighter and I'll bask in the glow. Feminist icon. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like incredibly obsessed with her. You know, it's kind of like Cassian and Nesta. Yeah, he's like immediately obsessed with her. <laughs> and she's a dick to him. And she's so time. mean to him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So then this is where the story kind of changes. They go to bed. He falls asleep. Oh, she does like, say that she doesn't mount her trophies on her wall. Oh, she does? Yeah, she says he because yes, what'd you do with them all? Uh, no one had ever asked me that. I don't mount them on my wall, if that's what you mean. Dark laughter rolled out of him. What good would they do on the wall? I could think of better uses. Again, they're made of stone. <laughs> I don't know how nice that would be. Also, presumably most of them are not hard at the time of death. Yeah, but, you know, they become hard. Also, stone, so. I know, but, like, they're they're flopping down. They're not, like usable i don't know maybe the angle can work to kind of hit the g-spot maybe but usually they're smaller when they're not hard maybe maybe they're showers and not growers i guess so but also if she turns somebody to stone who has clothes on this just occurred to me don't the clothes turn to stone too so is she just murdering a bunch of naked people does she make (laughs) them undress before she murders them Oh my god, the That just occurred to me! How else would you get to their dicks? Maybe the clothes don't turn into stone? Maybe it's just the body? No. There's no way that their clothes- What, did their clothes just, like, rip off of them and float away? Like, what? No, they they turn into stone and the clothes stay on them. I don't think that's how it works. They're not hulking out. They're turning into stone. I don't think that's how it works. You don't think, yeah, because with your expertise of people turning into stone, you would I'm just know. saying. I it doesn't seem like that's how it works. But either way, their dicks are out when she kills them. So, <laughs> all right. But <laughs> the thing is that he's really, really mad though because she just goes, "I threatened to cut off his cock, and he somehow found it erotic." The stories about him being a madman were obviously true. <laughs> Yeah, he's very into, like, anything that she wants. Yeah, so they go to sleep. He falls asleep immediately. And she's like, all right, I gotta go help this girl that was she's taken like, by the priest. don't fucking cuddle me. Don't? She's like, no cuddling. I do not fucking cuddle. There's a line in the bed you don't cross. So she steals his ring, because she's like, I'll go save this girl, and then I'll go get Doesn't my Doesn't she turn him to stone one more time before that, so they can kind of have the turn on of him starting to turn into... No, she does, because that's how she runs away. Does she? No, she, she, he's asleep. Because uh, he he trashed and groaned, fuck me while I can still feel it. He petrified from his feet to his waif- waist, with agonizing slowness, 
and the instant his cock turned to stone, I thrust it inside me. That was when she got, he wrapped his tail around her and she got no, stuck. No, I think it's later. I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't matter. But Regardless. yeah, she runs away to go and rescue the other girl. Yeah, so she grabs the, she grabs his ring. And she tucks it in a pocket in her boot, which I thought was weird. And then she's like, I don't have any clothes. I'll just grab a shirt of his. So she's just wearing, like, his shirt or whatever. And she goes to this mansion, I guess, that the that the priests are in. And she sneaks in through the window. She sees Amanda. And Amanda's like, please don't hurt me. She's, like, really scared or whatever. And Steno asks her, you know, have they touched you? And she said, no. He's in the bathroom. He's going to use the aphrodisiac on me. So she's like, hey, go into the bathroom, tell him to come out here, uh, that somebody's looking for him, and don't come out of the bathroom until I tell you. So she kills the priest, obviously. I mean, like, what else was going to happen? And some others come up, and she starts killing them. And then she ducks her head into the bathroom where Amanda is, and she's like, hey, uh, we gotta go. And Amanda blows the aphrodisiac powder in her face? Yeah, and she calls, she's like, don't touch me, Monster. Monster. Uh, and like, um, and it really annoyed me. Me too. Well, she does like. She said that she let her her glamour drop so that the priest would be like truly terrified. So she's in her like true form, where snake head and like she, she's a forked tongue and and she's got scales all over her body and stuff like that. So like, tr- okay, but she did just like she's trying to save her life, lady. What the fuck? Why are you blowing that shit in her face? Like, yeah, what? I didn't really understand. Because she seemed to have been working because they they knew she was going to come and rescue Amanda. Mm -hmm. So somehow they put Amanda up to this. And it's never really explained if Amanda was forced into it, if she was a double agent all along. Mm -hmm. That's not really explained. It's Perseus's men who are there, basically. It's the one priest yeah. and then a bunch of, like, Perseus's men. And they're like, ah, Perse- Perseus said she would come. Right, exactly. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't really understand what Amanda was... No, I have no idea. Again, it's just like, she was just a And we don't even device. know if she runs away or anything. We don't know We have no idea what happened to her. Oh, I think, I think the druid makes sure that she's okay, but... I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, so she starts getting really horny, but she's like, there's nobody there she wants to have sex with. So the horniness turns into basically bloodlust. Like she's horny for killing people, Um, which is, I I thought it was pretty funny uh, and convenient. Yeah. So she starts killing people and then fucking the druid shows up and he's pissed. He's like, what are you doing? And uh, he's like in his more beastie form too. Like, so the way that he is described is, I wrote this down. He stood slowly to his full height and he was enormous, easily eight feet tall with mighty antlers that brushed the ceiling even in this ridiculously large chamber. Soft fur covered most of his body, but it was short enough that I could see the muscle definition along his torso and arms. With the antlers and his stance, it was like he was part elk, but his facial features resembled a wolf. His hands were still mostly human except for the claws, but his legs and feet were more like that of a massive stag. I don't know how to picture that. I don't know how to picture that at all. I have like, there's no, there's nothing in my brain that is putting those words together to form an an image. I have no idea. So I'm just pretending that didn't happen. But when he shows up, so she's still... uh, She's still horny with bloodlust, but when she sees him, she starts being, like, horny, horny? So she's like, get in here, I'm 
fuck me in the bathroom. He's like, I'm please trying fuck to. Me. There's blood everywhere. There's People blood are everywhere. And, and she's like, please fuck me. Please fuck me. I need you to fuck me right now. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I gotta kill these guys. So he locks her in the bathroom. <laughs> just kind of locks her in the bathroom and shouts, touch yourself, he barked. Do not open the door until you're of sound mind. And it's just like, it's such a weird scene. Of, like really locking is. her in a bathroom and because she's drunk with an aphrodisiac and being like, touch yourself. Just I'll be get back. it out of your system. I'll be back. <laughs> but <laughs> I did, there is something before he locks her in the bathroom. I wrote down this quote because it did make me laugh. I arched my head back and lifted the shirt I was wearing to show him my breasts, trying to lure him closer, <laughs> willing to offer him whatever he desired. Like, that is the fastest way to get what you want. Oh, I get it. But <laughs> it did laugh. But she does touch herself. She I wrote down herself a... and it's... It... Did I you wrote write down, this... down what yes, makes her Oh, horny? yes, I did. And I do not like it. <laughs> nothing existed but the feeling of my hand the image that it was him touching me and the knowledge that the slickness on my fingers included the blood of my enemies i grinned drunkenly at how well it served me that's so unsanitary that's incredibly unsanitary it's unsettling as well oh you're masturbating with the blood of your enemies if you were drinking the blood of your enemies i'd be fine with it but masturbating with the blood of your enemies is a step too far oh drinking the blood of your enemy is <laughs> I have a chalice just for drinking the blood of my enemies. As long as it's not sexual, right? That's right. <laughs> we keep sex and revenge separate in this household. How <laughs> about revenge sex? Ooh, no, I'm not into it. Don't like it. It's. It, I was, um, like, very bothered by that. I was like, that. of all the disgusting things that have happened in this book, her masturbating with another person's <laughs> blood is, like, one of the yeah. most unsanitary things in the bathroom while her boyfriend murders people but she does have an orgasm and her head clears a little bit and she comes out of the bathroom and he has killed everything and he's like i'm so fucking mad at you and also (laughs) i'm gonna fuck you real hard (laughs) he dumps a pile of eyeballs oh that was from their sockets he's like i got he says they were, he says, like, they were threatening to take away your eyes, so I removed theirs. So I removed their eyes. And he just drops a bunch of human eyeballs in front of her, and it's, like, the most romantic thing she's ever, <laughs> she's ever had done. Which is for very me? funny. Like, took out their eyes? Oh Aww. my god. <laughs> Which I did think was funny. And then she's like, he's like, oh, But he's my. like, I protect what's mine. It's like, you've known her for 24 yeah, hours. you've known her for less than 24 hours. Relax, dude. But also, uh, He's then like, I'm I'm gonna fuck you in my beast form and I'm not gonna be able to stop. And she's like, Is that a promise? Basically, he does the it's the chase thing where he's like, if you run, yeah. I will chase you. And she's like, I'm gonna run. And so he chases her. <laughs> I feel like we should add this to the bingo. Yes, it, I do feel like the chase should be in the bingos because <laughs> it happens a lot. And consent is a little weird here. I think it was fine generally, but I wanted to note that uh, he basically, like, he catches her, which is what she wanted. Like, it's very clear that she wanted that. But he basically, like, puts her on her hands or knees and just starts, like, fucking her really hard from behind. And um, she was basically, she, like, reached back to, like, help something happening. And he thought that she was trying to stop him. So he grabs her arms and like holds her there um which is a little consent 
iffy. I mean, it's made clear it's that very she, consent iffy. You're, if yes. you change your mind, if you think your partner is changing their mind, she wasn't changing her mind. No, but, but if, if you if think thinks, that your partner is changing your mind, yeah. to just keep going is not necessary. You know, that's that's not a good lesson. But he also says, "I'll hurt you by mindlessly rutting you." First of all. Just say fucking. Don't say rutting. You know I hate rutting so much. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, I'm going to fuck you until it hurts. Mm. Mm. It's like fucking her to teach her a lesson. (laughs) And it's like, but this is where I said, normalize using lube. So the sound tore out of me. The sound that tore out of me was somewhere between a moan and a scream. If he didn't have built-in magical lube, he might have torn me in two. But instead, I felt full in a way that was almost frightening, but almost viscerally satisfying. I was like, well. That's what Luke's good for. <laughs> like, at some point, she does say, "I try to crawl forward to escape him." It's it's because she wants to. Uh, so what happens is she's like, "I want to see you in your beast form while mm. you're fucking me," and he's like, "No, I'm in my beast form. I, I don't want you to." And so she has to like struggle to turn around so that she can look at him. So that's when she starts like kind of crawling, and and then she does, and we get that description of him that is impossible to picture in my head. She also, there's this quote, staring up at his ferocious teeth while he stood there and bounced me on his cock like a fucking rag doll. Yeah, he this just thinks picks for her. me that it shouldn't have. <laughs> it sounds so fucking weird. It is. That part, I was like, this, I thought this scene was like relatively hot. Like, I, I, I enjoyed the roughness of it. Just, you know, I, I liked it. Um, but then... He, it bas- they basically make it sound like he's just going like this, like like it's nothing to him. And it's I know you guys can't see this, I'm sorry. But just like <laughs> raising and lowering his hands, like she doesn't weigh anything. And that's that's fine. But the way that it was written was just like it made it seem so silly as opposed to being yeah, like just, really as hot. a ragdoll really makes it feel like she's flailing about with right, her and he's just her bouncing her up and down. Like it, it was so strange. And then I wrote down this quote. It happened, I think, um, after she turns around to look at him. I surveyed his magnificent form one more time, swollen and needy between my thighs, desperately anticipating being taken by him. Are you not true to your word, Druid? His eyes narrowed a fraction. You doubt me? I was promised mindless rutting. And I did kind of like that, even though you know I don't like the word rutting. I was like, "Mm, taunt him, taunt him into doing it. (laughs) <laughs> but it bothers me at some point that he kind of blames her for people wanting to kill her by saying like so you don't antagonize them by parading your dick throat trophies and scaring people all the time yeah um and it's like and she and she tells him she's like when we were first cursed we tried hiding we tried mm-hmm. being smaller but it worked so well that people try to take advantage of us mm-hmm. so he's basically saying oh it's your fault people want to kill you because you're being terrifying it's like she doesn't have right. a fucking choice you no bag and she does tell him she's like you're a man like people will be scared of you no matter what because you are a man but like men look at me and immediately want to challenge it because they don't mm. want to think about a woman being stronger or better powerful. than them right exactly and i was like yeah i mean i i get it that makes sense and here is, so she finally asks him what his name is, because she's never asked. And he says, my name lo- no longer matters, Lass. Now I must be Cernosis, which is the death god. And this is also when I was like, I thought I was going crazy not remembering. <laughs> not remembering a name. But no, that was it. 
Okay, so after they leave there, they go back. So wait, okay, sorry, I'm I'm confused about what happens next. So they go back, and he's like, I broke my oath, right? And now hunters are coming for me. But what did he do to break his oath? Was he not supposed to kill? Oh, he. I don't think he was supposed to kill a bunch of mortals while the shadow market was. Yeah, was I, I think he was supposed to stay in his cave. <laughs> yeah, I think the shadow market is supposed to be like neutral territory. Like you can't just go around killing. But she basically says, "Well, isn't there a way to free you from your curse?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, how? If you want to kill the queen of stags, she's already dead. It's right. her daughter who sits the throne, and." That obviously didn't like, break you, his curse. Will you kill her instead? And it's just kind of like this is too where it got really convoluted because I didn't really like, understand what the point was. Like, okay, so she can't kill the other queen. I guess she can't free him. Was gonna, I don't know. But he was like, listen, hunters are coming for me now because you know the the queen has basically said open. He broke the rules, so it's open season, and. So immediately he gets like stabbed with some magic and it's starting to like go through his bloodstream and they're like, we got to get up to the standing stones because this is the convoluted, convoluted plot shit. Let me try and get through it. I was really confused. I was in my notes at that point. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. So Sir Nunos is the death god and his consort, which I can't remember her name, is basically the god of life and they balance each other out. He was supposed to be sir nunos but he had to do like this specific ritual in order to fully become sir nunos and he's refused to do it for like 500 years since he's been this druid so he's just been kind of stuck in this middle place where he's like he's this death god he's this druid and he keeps doing this thing every year i don't understand what he did to make it different this time because like for hundreds of years he's been fucking women to orgasm to open Mm -hmm. the portal what changed this time to turn him into the god of death it was when they so they go up after he gets stabbed they go up to um the standing stones and he gets help from a friend who is the moragon if you're aware of that uh but so they go up there and he's like you have to kill i need to die basically you have to kill me and um I I will need to go through some, like, ritual or, like, some test or whatever in order to prove that I'm worthy of being a god. So yeah. she does. She stabs him. And um, I wrote down this quote. Then I drove the blade into his heart in one swift stroke, not allowing myself to hesitate. I looked him in the eyes. Yeah, because I did she already it. has to decide beforehand if she's going to become a goddess with him right because the whole point is he needs he needs to choose his consort you can't have the god of death without the god of life and he just hasn't found somebody basically where was i i looked him in the eyes i did it and he dropped his shields beginning to turn to stone as his heart's blood poured down my arm he croaked a warning would have been nice i forced a smile don't go soft on me so basically the point is he was like if you kill me and then turn me to stone immediately i think i'll come back faster i think that was the point of him turning to stone but he didn't have time to explain the whole thing to her so morgan explains to her while she while he is stone that he's gonna come back and he might come back different and if he does come back different she needs to like pull out the old him 
I'm sounding confused about this because I am confused about this. And that's when we learn that his name is Gregor, which is such a funny name to me. And um, just reminds me of what we do in the shadows, the show. Gregor. (laughs) Um, She basically has to fuck his. She has to fuck him. Alter ego. Yes. So this was like the weirdest fucking thing. So he comes back and he's like, he's a god, not, you know, not the person he, she knew. And he's like, will you submit to me and be my consort? So she, she gets down on her knees and starts sucking his dick. And then I wrote this quote down. It's so fucking weird. At the very moment he was ready to climax, I slid a snake around the base of his cock before squeezing tight enough to stop his release. He roared and looked down at me in disbelief. I kept sliding up and down on his cock with my mouth, continuing the sensation that he needed, but denying him the ability to come by keeping a snake wrapped around the base. What? (laughs) What? Basically, what I wrote is that she's, like, she's sucking his personality back in through his cock. Yeah. She's like, she's essentially like, I will not let you come until you are Gregor again. And it's like, I don't know if that's going to work. I mean, but it did. It did work. But like, what? So, what happens next? He comes back to life, basically. He's like, oh, yeah, of course. I know you, blah, blah, blah. And then they have sex and she starts becoming the goddess. But he's like, you won't be full. You won't be a full goddess until like the light of dawn touches you. So we need to go somewhere safe. Because um, everyone is going to, everyone knows what's going on and they're going to want to come and kill you. Yes, exactly. It was like, this is a magical beacon. Everyone's going to come. Um, So she takes them to an inn in the shadow market, which doesn't feel like the most secure place on, on earth to is be hiding. Is that the same inn that is featured in the Captive Merman's Promise? I I got the impression that the inn is inside the shadow market in this one. And she was just at, I think in the merman one, it was like outside of the shadow market. That's the, that's the sense I got. Oh, but the lady who runs that inn is a dirty old bird. She's a dirty old witch. Because <laughs> she's um, kind of like... And you, girl, if he's as good as they say, you should definitely get that good dick while you can. Yep. I just wrote, no, no. She keeps thinking that they're going to do an orgy. She keeps Mm. popping up and going like, orgy? (laughs) Nope. Uh, No, we're not having an orgy with you, old lady. (laughs) Uh, And then I thought this was funny because it seemed like it was almost mocking the one bed trope. But she's like, it's only got one bed. Will that be... A problem? There was absolute glee in her tone and a gleam in her eyes as she peered eagerly at us over her glasses. And I was like, that is, like, I feel like this is a little wink at the one bed trope kind of thing where it's like, yeah, we know what we're doing. But she basically, uh, Steno basically says, we're married, so. And she gives him the honeymoon suite, I guess. And this is where things, I was like, wait, is this the end of the book? So I kept thinking, your sister... Your sister. Your sister. So she hears her sister scream and she's like, the fuck? And like runs to the window. And uh, Uriel's out there. She's blindfolded because she also had, like, she will also turn people to stone. Um, All three sisters have the same thing. And uh, Perseus is there and he's like, cut the head off a few of her snakes or whatever that grow out of her head. And they'll, they'll come back. But anyway, so he's like, I don't, don't go down there. Like you are vulnerable. And Senna's like, what? 
Of course I'm going down there. Like, well, what do you mean? She's like, give me... So I guess the ring doesn't really have any power on its own anymore because now he has the power, right? So he's like, bring him the ring. He can have it. Like, there's no... And Perseus doesn't know that. Perseus has no idea that that's true. So she goes down and she's like, you know, let my sister go. Uh, yeah, because basically uh, Gregor, the, the god of the, the god of death, mm-hmm. says you can wait a few minutes because he has an oath. Perseus swore an oath that he's not going to harm her. Mm. Except that when they come downstairs, he's like, yeah, the oath was broken the moment. The moment Gregor died. The moment Gregor broke the treaty by killing oh, a bunch right, of people. Oh, right, 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 right. Doing that. Uh, which you would think that one of them would have figured that out instead of just being like, we're going to fuck until sunrise and then maybe we'll think about your sister. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, she was trying to like think about her sister a lot of the time and he was like, no. <laughs> but uh, by the end, she <laughs> no. wasn't. No. Um, and that's when we get like the big twist. About the Perseus. big twist, yes. It's like, you're a death god now? So per- it turns out Perseus was actually very much in love with Medusa and wanted to marry He's her. Not the one who killed her. He is not the one who killed her. He was so Uriel overheard them talking about um like taking out eyes in order to be together and she thinks yeah. that he's go- he wants to take out medusa's eyes so that they can be together he was he was actually willing to take out his own eyes so that they could be together but so uriel tries to kill him and medusa saves his life and she dies so it's actually the sister it's uriel who killed medusa and the reason that perseus wants the ring is to go into the underworld to get medusa back yeah so basically uriel is like a dick ariel's a dick so they send ariel off to morgan uh to kind of rehabilitate her i guess and um gregor gregor the death god is like i'll go into the underworld and see if i can bring her back so they're kind of like sitting there waiting for him and he comes back and this is this is literally like the last couple of sentences of the book before that blog I turn around in time to see all the hope deflate from the man I thought was my enemy. Did you at least give her my message? Did you tell her that I love her? The pain in his voice was agonizing. Gregor shook his head. I couldn't bring her back because she wasn't uh, because she isn't in the realm of the dead. I stepped back in shock. How is that possible? Gregor let out a breath. She's alive. And that's the end of the regular story. Like it literally ends there. And then yeah, it goes into really an epilogue, but I was like we don't get to know what's going on that's the end of the book what and just before that you have uriel screaming like i'm not even sorry that i killed her because it's her fault that we're like this um like you were just the next man she put us at risk over Mm -hmm. which annoyed me again because it confirms that the author decided to make it so that medusa just had sex with Zeus because she wanted to. Right. Instead of the actual very strong symbolism of the character, which is that she was raped. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we never find out. It's it's such a, a it makes let it down seem, yeah. of, a, of a finale. It is. It makes it seem like it's going to be a series, but like this is part of a series with a bunch of standalone books. So like, is there going to be... I think the author continued because, like, the second book of the series is technically no longer available within the series because it was written by Katie Roberts. And Katie Roberts oh. 
did the whole series that she has with like the um, the monsters mm-hmm. with the the, the demons bargain and, or whatever and stuff yeah. like that yeah. yeah so basically that book is no longer part of that series because it's part of her new series so i'm wondering if the author had the same maybe and just kind of went off. with the book yeah <clears throat> could have been it, anyways really it was a really strange ending um and then they, we have an epilogue which is basically it's like christmas time and they're inviting a bunch of people over and they give each other gifts and this was a little bit funny when he was stone uh when he was becoming a god she took his dick he took his, his stone dick and she gave it to him as a christmas present <laughs> which i thought was was Fucking pretty funny couple. It is. And he's like, ooh, let's use this. So and then this, the, this the, is the, the last old lady quote from the... Yes. The, is that the quote? The old lady showing up from the inn? No. This, uh, this is the last one I wrote down, though. To be fair, I was a wee bit distracted when I turned uh, into stone that time. Just having been stabbed in the heart and all, I smirked. I can uh, I can do it again if you don't think it's an acceptable representation. Mischief twinkled in his eyes as he pushed me down onto the couch and knelt between my legs. Maybe later. For now, I've got a new toy to play with. How should I start? But, like, I don't think he's... Wait, does that mean his stick is going to grow back every time she <laughs> breaks Yeah. Up? Yeah. But I don't I feel think... like this is going to become, like, an activity for that couple. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't think his dick was hard when he... When she... When she stabbed him. So it's just a floppy, loose... Dick it's, turns it's made stone. of stone, so it's I not know. floppy anymore. I know, but it's just weird. Like, imagine a soft dick, and then it just gets turned to stone. Like, think about, uh, what's that very famous statue? Michael? Is it Michael? Statue of Michael? Know. The one that has a you very small talk- penis? Yeah, 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 you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You, you can't do anything with that penis. The one that you're not allowed to show in American schools anymore? Can't, well, I have no idea about that, but... But yeah, because he's I, naked, so you, you can't show the statue anymore in school. It's fucking stupid. Anyway, yes, they get is. interrupted at that point by the horny old innkeeper who's like, Am I orgy? late for the orgy? Are we having an orgy? <laughs> and they're like, nope, not an orgy. I think uh, that was her one redeeming quality. It's like, she's like really into orgies. Was like, that she was, was very really into funny. orgies. Well, it does. the book does explain that she doesn't have to be old like that she chooses to be like the witches can can look young like they can just be young she chooses to be an old lady i mean hey more power to you that's what it is and that's that yeah it just stops like that and we never find Mm -hmm. out what happened to medusa Mm -hmm. we just know that she dumped her she's alive out there somewhere yeah yeah to keep her kind of locked up and there's really no i i wonder there has to be a full series yeah i'm not interested in reading it though yeah, I didn't like this. I liked this one, but I didn't like it as, like, that much. I don't really I, need to continue on with it. I was disappointed by it because it has such a strong start. Because at the beginning, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, this is actually kind of cool. And Me too. I really felt like the entire series, because the Merman's Promise was kind of cool. And I was like, maybe maybe we found, like, a long series with different authors. And it's going to, maybe we found another author that, mm-hmm. that, that was really good. And I was really excited. And then the plot became so complicated. I was like, has this been, like, edited? Or did she... Because mm. usually you write the first draft and then you're like, okay, this doesn't really work. Maybe I'm going to rework it. And it feels right. like every single thing that was thought up on the go remained right. on the, in the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I liked this one well enough. It certainly is no extra virgin gargoyle. I'm still really angry about that book. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. The the extra I think at some point we'll be able we should do like um one of the you know when people have been doing those YouTube videos with those lists of like this is like the worst, this is the best, and they kind of like they do that with video games, they do that with books, hmm. and they're like I'm not we're sure. gonna put them in tears. Um Oh, I think I've seen it on TikTok, yeah. Yeah. I think so far the worst that we've done has been extroversion gargoyle. gargoyle. 100%. And I don't even think that like this one today is the second worst. I don't think it's yeah, I think it's in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, I think it's somewhere in the middle because it had potential, but then towards the end the plot felt mm-hmm. convoluted. I I commend her for putting plot into it because so many of these books just don't really have much plot at all. But uh, yeah. it got it got real convoluted for sure. Well, it's just because it didn't make sense to begin with, right? So when you try to explain away a plot that doesn't make sense from the start, it becomes even worse as you go, and you add mm-hmm. on and more and more stuff, and it still doesn't make any sense. There was like there were too many things that were just like really convenient to the plot and it was just like you get a couple of them but beyond that it becomes it's too much you know yeah yeah absolutely all right smash or pass uh you go ahead because i can't remember the names (laughs) (laughs) okay uh zeno yeah maybe i like her she was a fun main character i think she's she's a little scary as well i think she's a little mean like i i i i I don't want to be with somebody who's mean to me and she's she's mean <laughs> but yeah. i think you like women who are mean so can people stop saying that <laughs> i actually Whenever don't know i'm only saying that because you're or someone in a movie yeah she she actually <laughs> she actually made the joke at the last episode she's like you mentioned me in every episode and i was trying <laughs> really hard not to do it this time <laughs> I brought I brought it up. So. But she no, she does say whenever I find someone attractive, like on a show or something, she says you're only attracted to women who who would have been mean to you in high school, <laughs> which is not true. I don't know. It's don't not know true. true. Okay, what about Gregor, God of Death? Yeah, he I seems would. nice. I would a hundred percent. Sexy Scottish dude with uh, antlers. Yeah, he's nice. We're just cutting off the tail, though. Yeah, I'm. I would just say, like, please don't use the tail. <laughs> <laughs> please don't use the tail. Okay, what about Perseus? Because no. no. like this guy doesn't know how to communicate. I'm pretty sure if he had told Stenos the truth, she would have maybe believed him. She she could have at least like talked to basically Uriel. his way of saving the woman he's love he loves is by trapping her sister her sister and who potentially did kill having her, her and potentially having no 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 he tricks stenos oh yeah yeah the other sister so basically he's like i'm willing for stenos the sister of the woman i love to get potentially raped and traumatized so i can save medusa and it's like do you mm-hmm. really think she's going to come back from the dead and be like oh thank you for sacrificing my sister yeah you think medusa's going to be thrilled about that if any sisters she's going to be mad at it's probably going to be the one who killed her <laughs> like that's probably the one that yeah. she well, she didn't kill her at the end of the day but yeah Which, honestly i dead, wonder but... how that was explained away i don't know I, it doesn't get explained away i don't want to know let's see uh is there anybody else there's moragon 
who seemed cool, but she's covered in a black shroud the whole time. I have no idea what she looks yeah. like. Amanda, which, no, thank you. No. There's not the really... Lady. The old lady. She was fun. I don't want to fucking old lady, so... <laughs> She'd have yeah, to be young. Yeah, probably pass. If she was young, if she made herself young, then maybe, but... <laughs> but no. All right. Are you ready for some Goodreads reviews? Yes, ma'am. Okay. This one's from Casey. It's a four-star review, and it says... Definitely would have preferred this as a full-length book, but still, even though the plot was kind of a lot for a novella, and it was chaotic (laughs) at the beginning with who wanted the veil up or down and why and what to end, once I settled in, it was such a fun ride. But loved both main characters. They were whole, well-rounded people with complex inner lives and pasts. And it showed in all of their actions and interactions how they'd been formed by their past. And the book didn't rely on just telling us this was how they were, which is a pitfall uh, of a lot of shorter books. Now, this last line is the reason why I chose this review. So, yeah. Now I'm definitely doing a Gorgon theme for my bathroom. Why? Okay. <laughs> why? <laughs> but why? If she listens to this podcast, we never know. Casey, you're um, out there. Can you send us photos of the bathroom? Yeah, I want to see what your Gorgon-themed bathroom looks like. Yeah. Does that mean that there are stone dicks hanging from the wall? I sure hope so. <laughs> I really, really hope so. Okay, this is a five-star review from Aaron. This one I think is maybe my favorite. Was shocked that the stone finger was not put in someone's ass, but the stone cock at the end surely made up for it. Five stars. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, Fair. The, I enjoyed the, it. the full extent of the possibilities wasn't really... No. The, the number really of possibilities explored. wasn't fully explored. Mm-mm. It's a two-star review from Danielle, and she says, Legit, the only good thing about this was the smut. I didn't understand the plot at all, and the Scottish accent was hell to read. Literal hell. I couldn't even tell what half of the words were supposed to be and how with how they were written out. I could tell what was being said, but I get it because it was very annoying. You know? Yeah, I've I've read another book that did that before, and it was kind of... It gets really exhausting. It gets really old really fast. Yep. Um, Here's a four-star review from Lindsay. A spicy monster romance novella. I'm living for this. And whoa, the druid can get it. The mouth of this man deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. The Scottish accent. Book boyfriend who truly gets the heroine. She's a gorgon who is bent on fulfilling her task to save her sister. But he's the only thing standing in her way. Truly, what is better than that? I mean, yeah, sort of, I guess. Katie left a three-star review. I was going to rate this a solid four stars, but then the extremely stupid reveal toward the end and the subpar (laughs) rushed epilogue killed that score. Still, if the concept of a reverse grumpy sunshine featuring a gorgon and a druid with antler horns and a prehensile tail ribbed for her pleasure sounds appealing, I still recommend this short book. I mean, yeah, if that hits your very specific... (laughs) things that you like then sure um and then one more this is a five-star review from patricia there were so many wonderful parts of this book but my favorite was when he dropped a pile of eyeballs at her feet and she got all misty-eyed like you brought these for me when you care (laughs) enough to send the very best (laughs) i really like that part too and it was a lot of fun so what's the final verdict on this one claire do you uh recommend it what do you think Eh, 
I think there's better out there. I think there's better out there, but it is fun if you're into, you know, it's not spe- the worst one that we've read. Yeah, what I'll say if you're into the specific tropes that we kind of mentioned, then you then you'll probably like it. It's not it's not poorly written. The plot gets convoluted. It's too short for what it's trying to do, but it isn't a bad book. No, no, no. It, it just felt like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah, yeah. It felt like um, it felt like what it probably was, you know, an assignment. I don't know if they had people. No, no, no. I. It was a Kickstarter, so I think <laughs> they had. Um, oh. I think they they got a bunch of authors, and they were like, "You have to write because everything is the same world." So mm-hmm. it, it felt like an assignment. Yeah, it, it felt like that. It felt like someone said, "Hey, you have to write something under a hundred pages. Here right. are the prompts." I think Go what happened, it. I think what happened, and because I've seen this like a few different times, is the a few authors will get together and do like a Kickstarter that's basically like, yeah. we have this shared world and we'll each write a novella in this shared world um, if you back us. And then you'll get, you know, whatever your copy when it's finished and, and, and published, self-published or whatever. So I think that's what happened here. I've seen it with some other other books as well. Which I, I mean, it's it's a cool happens. it's a cool concept. I like how creative, self published authors can be sometimes with some of this stuff, yeah. where it's like you know they're not getting traditionally published, which is a very difficult thing to do, and it's really difficult to sort of market your own work like that and have nobody behind you, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, it's I like the creativity behind it. Absolutely. No, I think I think it works decently well, but yeah. It, very mixed feelings for me. Yeah, I liked it more at the beginning than the, than Absolutely. I liked it at the end. Um, but yeah. all right, let's uh, let's take a look at next week's book. So we are doing "Mirror Monster on My Wall" by Tam M. Nicknevin. And do you want to read the plot description? Or do you want me to do it? It's a very long plot description. Just FYI. <laughs> Basically, uh, Regency England is a hostile place for a 25-year-old Alice Blanchard, half-black, autistic, and wholly uninterested in the romantic company of men. Her current plan in life is to endure the tyrannical abuse of her stepmother until the racist old woman dies of an apoplexy. Hmm. The plan goes out the window when the cruel Madame Blanchard informs Alice that she's been betrothed to the equally cruel Lord Matthew Hilborough, Earl of Penwood. And basically, since she's been a girl, she's been in love with four kind of creatures. One of them is a woman. The other one are gender neutral, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. And she's she's going to try to will them into existence, basically, to uh, fuck her. Yeah, so it is a... The last line of the description is... This is a 22,000-word erotic monster mashup novelette of Snow White and Alice in Wonderland set against the backdrop of Regency England and featuring a new kind of monstrous lover. Plus, it is a reverse harem, which is fun, and we haven't done yet. So, there's a lot of stuff going on in this book. I am very excited for it. Yeah, and it's only 86 pages, so I wonder how crammed it's going to feel, and that was not a pun. It's not an intended pun. But yeah, and it's on Kindle Unlimited. I think most of the books that we do are in Kindle Unlimited. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. occasionally occasionally they're not. Occasionally they're not, but I think most most of the times they are Mm -hmm. in Kindle Unlimited. Uh, Because when you read such a short book, you don't really want to be paying like three bucks for something that is going to be read in like a couple hours. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And um, the way Kindle Unlimited works, it you know, for self-published authors is like it's a decent system. I'm sure they do not pay them as fairly as they deserve. No, there's like, I'm been positive they don't. But there's been a, an issue recently with uh people wanting to punish Amazon by getting off Kindle Unlimited, which mm. has caused some self-published authors to go, please don't do that because that actually hurts us more. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be able to explain the issue really well. But yeah, they don't really get paid. They get paid per page. They really have to flip through every single page of the book. Yes. And uh, they don't get paid if you reread the book, if you re-borrow it. Right. I didn't know about that, actually. So it's like, yeah, somebody, I talked to an author once who was on it who explained it to me, and I don't remember the specifics now, but they get a certain amount per page when it's, when their book is read, and the amount per page changes based on how many people are signed up for Kindle Unlimited, because essentially your, your monthly fee that you pay is like the pot of money that can kind of go out to the authors you know what i mean so if there's fewer people it's a lower payout which sucks and is dumb and also i understand that um amazon is evil and i I do not like them but well they're running at a loss right the even kindle unlimited is not profitable for amazon not really no prices of their books is not profitable long term and it's it's a really evil I might be wrong, but I I think that's what they're doing. It's a strategy to run your business at a loss to kind of get rid of competitors. And once they're no Mm. longer there, you can put your price however high as you want. But leaving Kindle Unlimited is not helping the authors. What you can do to help those authors, though, is that if you like the book and you either want to reread it or you really, really liked it, you can just buy the paperback. Mm Mm-hmm. Or check them out on Instagram. A lot of these authors have Patreons where they write yeah. um, exclusive stuff that you can, you know, read for, like, their their monthly Patreon feed and stuff like that. So uh, there are – don't leave Kindle Unlimited. It, it does hurt the authors. Uh, but if you're looking to help the authors more, uh, check, check them out outside of Amazon. All right. So you can find us on social media. I'm on Instagram at Goodreads underscore reviews. Claire is at Claire's Reviews. The show is at the Monster Smash Pod. If you're not following the show on Instagram, you should be. I swear we post fun stuff. It's not just like a reminder that an episode is out. It's We do make memes and stuff like that, all kinds of different reels. So uh, it's pretty fun over there. We are technically on Twitter at smash underscore pod. Uh, and we have an email. It is themonstersmashpod at gmail.com. You can email us anything you want, really, uh, barring dick pics. Uh, but if you have recommendations or comments, questions, whatever, email us there. I check the email. Claire doesn't, so... <laughs> I don't well, care what we get. I'll take all of the it. Need to <laughs> yeah. like, because because you're always the one saying, "Don't email that. I don't want to see it." And I'm saying, all right, I'm all right, you're taking it, it wildly out of context. And <laughs> people who have listened to the last episode will be able to back me out. I I was like, I there are things that I don't want to know because you were asking a question about squids or something. I don't remember what it was. I was like, mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. not want us to receive emails about it. But for the rest, I don't <laughs> mind if people send emails like. I'm just saying as some sort of recluse no 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 I'm not I'm not I'm just saying you can email whatever you want I don't care (laughs) 
<laughs> and a very quick uh, shout out because we received the DM right before we went on to uh, Gabby, who DM'd what? us about uh, what she said that we were her new favorite podcast. <gasps> Gabby, thank you. You're the best. <laughs> Absolutely All right. love those. I know the messages we get from people are, it's just really makes my day every time we get one or like a review or something. It's so nice. Speaking of reviews, hit that subscribe button, that follow button. Give us a five star rating if you like it. Uh, a five star review on Apple Podcasts would be great. That helps us in, you know, the rankings and stuff, which helps us get to more people. And it's fun. So we want to get to more people. And we will see you all next week for Mirror Monster on My Wall.